good evening. It's good to be together and reminded that we are called by God to come and worship and that we are called to respond, to respond to God's goodness and his faithfulness. Um, I just want to take a moment in the beginning to share just a couple of brief announcements. Uh, just a reminder that we have a Good Friday service tomorrow evening, um, 8 o'clock, same as tonight, uh, but we'll gather tomorrow night at 8. And then on Easter Sunday, there is an 8.30 a.m. and a 9.30 a.m. service. And if you're uh, able to come in person in between the services at 9.15, we will gather in front of the church and sing, um, sing a hymn together. So hopefully you can be part of that. Uh, we are gathered here on Monday, Thursday. And just as a reminder to all of us that Monday, Thursday is a chance for us to remember Jesus' last supper with his disciples and friends. It is the time that he celebrated the Passover feast and then he not only celebrated the Passover, but he inserted himself into the story, telling the disciples and asking all who follow him to remember that it's by his broken body and shed blood that freedom and rescue come to his people. And so we remember that, but we also remember that same night that he, showing the full extent of his love, he washed his disciples' feet, including Judas, who would betray him. And Jesus told them that he gave them a new commandment, that they are to love one another as he has loved them. And that the way that the world will know that we are Christ's followers is when we love one another. So Christ invites us to come and to remember that he is the one who's brought us rescue. He is the one who's taught us what love is and called us to remember that and ask the spirit to meet us. So let's take a moment now of quiet to prepare ourselves to come and worship. Hello, our call to worship tonight is from Psalm 107. And we're not singing in here yet, but you can sing along with me at home. But I do invite you to stand and we'll do the responsive leading part. Let's stand together. The Lord has delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling. The Lord has Please for mercy, because he has inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. before the Lord in the land of the living. 
what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. The Lord has delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling. The Lord has delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears and Please be seated. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you that you have called us to come and to worship. And we do thank you for this special holy week that reminds us of the depth of your love. And we pause and we remember Jesus' celebration of the Passover with his closest friends. Jesus, we turn to you and you tell us to remember, to remember your broken body and shed blood, to remember your gracious and shocking way in which you have rescued us. Lord, too, we pause to remember the betrayal of Jesus. We pause to remember the pain that would be his to bear. Jesus, we gather to bear witness to you, the one who has secured our liberation by your loving sacrifice. The Gospel of John tells us that you knew that your hour has come and that you did not move away from those you loved but decided to love them to the end. So we give you thanks. We thank you that you shared the eternal glory with your Father but you humbled yourself to graciously serve your people, a group of broken humans who squabbled with each other hours earlier about positions of honor and who within a few hours would all scatter and deny you. Lord, we give you thanks that you did not turn away from them, but showed your great love for them and for us. We thank you that you humbly took off your outer robe and washed their feet, giving witness to the moment coming shortly that you would strip, be, be stripped naked to wash our hearts and their hearts that you be hung from the cross to renew us and to redeem us. Lord, we pray that you'd help us to feel the depth of your love this evening, that it was not just in the basin of water and the towel in the upper room, but it was to the depth of the cross. We thank you also, Lord, for the command that we would know your love, that we could love others as you have loved us. And so, Lord, we come tonight ready to not only be reminded of your love, but to be renewed by your spirit. Lord, help us. Help us to walk in your ways. Help us to hold in our hearts that no matter how much we know or how hard we work or how much we give, if we lack love, it's all for naught. Lord, I thank you that your spirit is with us and we pray that you would meet us wherever we are to lift our heads to see you, Christ, our savior, who's come to wash and make us new. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.
bitterness remembered. A reading from Exodus 6, 2 through 9. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my, by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Cana, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Moreover, I have heard the groans of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians held as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you from an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. invite you to join with me in our confession that we can come before God with our need and our sin. We'll do this responsibly, then have a moment to reflect in song and in personal prayer. Lord, we know the, ga- the gall of bitterness and the bond of iniquity. We pray that in the pain of this world and our own brokenness, we may not turn our hearts away from you, our God. Merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart nor loved our neighbors as ourselves. Jesus, you have borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. You were pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon you was the chastisement that brought us peace and by your wounds we are healed. Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Amen. Swift to its close. 
to bring our personal confessions to God. Lord, we thank you that you hear us when we pray. We are mindful of Jesus, your words. You say that if we are not washed by you, then we have no part with you. So Lord, we give you thanks that you have done the work in your grace to wash us and that there is no sin that's greater than your grace and greater than your redeeming work. So we give you thanks for the power of your work and the faithfulness and steadfast love that you have. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand with me that we can hear these words of assurance. They come from John chapter 1. Let's read them together. John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord's Passover remembered, Exodus 12:1 through 14. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb... Then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons. According to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. 
You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire, with unleavened bread and bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it. With your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. As a statute forever, you shall keep it as a feast. Christ, servant to sinners, John, 1, John 13, 1 through 15, and 31 through 35. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, the one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That is why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet 
and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do just as I have done to you. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Well, I want to invite Graham to come up for our responsive communion liturgy. In a similar way to uh, the Jewish Passover tradition, Graham is going to ask questions about the meaning of this meal. Why do we give thanks and praises before this table? We give thanks for God's work of creation, liberation, and salvation. It is indeed right, our duty and delight, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Holy Lord, eternal God. You created the heavens and the earth and all that is in them. You made us in your own image, and in countless ways you show us your mercy. Therefore, with choirs of angels and the whole company of heaven, we worship and adore you, joining our voices in their unending praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. All glory and blessings are yours, O holy God, for in your mercy you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ. He took our human nature and suffered in death on the cross for our redemption. There he made a perfect sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. We praise you that before he suffered and died, our Savior gave us this holy sacrament and commanded us to continue it until he comes again. Why do we eat bread at this table? On the night before he died, Jesus took bread. After giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Why do we drink from the cup at this table? The same night, Jesus took the cup, saying, This cup is the new sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. 
Do this in remembrance of me. What do we remember at this table? We remember God's gracious love for us, Christ's death and resurrection for us, and the Spirit's tender care for us. Thanks, Graham. Well, this table that we are invited to tonight, uh, it's a good for us to hear again that this was set for some really unlikely people. Betrayers and deniers, and cowards and fools. The thing about this table that we come to tonight, the thing that we need to hear is that this table is spread out for the same kinds of people. <laughs> this feast is not a feast for the worthy. It is a feast for people who need to be rescued. And this reality, it brings us to the heart of the meal. I mean, Passover was the, the feast that celebrated God rescuing his people, ransoming, ransoming them out of slavery, giving them a new life and a new vocation. And Moses, he storms into the court of Pharaoh and he says, let, let my people go. But as, as great as Moses was, it wasn't enough. And, and God still, still had to come in for the rescue. And that meal, the, the meal that, that commemorated that moment, it is the, the one that Jesus is about to eat with his disciples. And it's a meal that starts with a question. Why is this night different from every other night? And the answer to that question, especially on that night, was going to be profound beyond wild imagining. But the way that this meal starts, the way that it unfolds, it is astonishing. <laughs> after Jesus and the disciples are reclining at the table, after they began to eat, here is what Jesus says. One of you is going to betray me. One of you who is sitting right here with me. I mean, these guys know all the trouble that Jesus has attracted, right? They know how threatening he is to, to the insiders, the religious or otherwise. And now Jesus is saying he is going to be betrayed. And the betrayer is not on the outskirts of the followers of Jesus. No, the betrayer is right here in the room with him. And the, and the thing about this, the thing that I hope, I hope that we can see is the disciples' response. I mean, they were filled up, the, set, the text says, with sorrow. But they began to ask Jesus, all, all, all of them, right, uh, is it me? Jesus is, is going to be sold out, and their response is not, you know, concern for him. For him. It's not, let's figure out a plan to, 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 to make sure that you don't get betrayed. It's not, let's figure out a plan to, to rescue and to serve you, Jesus. Their response is deeply self-centered, and they want to be served. Is it me? What does that say about me, Jesus? And if this was the only moment in the coming hours of uh, 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 where Jesus' friends acted this way, then maybe it wouldn't be as remarkable, but, but we know how the story goes, right? A few hours later, in the darkness of the night, 
when Judas brings the power brokers and betrays Jesus with a kiss, all of those disciples, all of them, the ones who had lived with Jesus for years, the ones who had hung on his, on his every word, the ones who had laughed with him and cried with him and ate with him and did his kingdom work alongside with him, every last one of them is going to turn and run away as quick as they can. Every single one. Betrayers and deniers and cowards and self-centered fools. Those are the ones that are sitting at the table with Jesus. And friends, there is not one detail of this. There is not one detail of their flaws, not one intricacy of their sins, not one curve to their ridiculously callous hearts that was unknown to Jesus. None of it, absolutely none of it was a surprise to him. But the absurdity of this story that will take hold of you if we take it in is that Jesus does not abandon them in that moment. He doesn't get unhinged and yell at them. He doesn't say, you know what, get out of here. I, I don't need you anymore. He doesn't curse them. Instead, he lays out a feast for them and he gives them everything. And he says, I'm going to rescue you in the very place of your shame. And if we're being honest, we all know that the disciples don't have anything to teach us about being betrayers or deniers or, or cowards. Their script is our script. Our place in the story is right here, right here at the table beside them. And Jesus, he took the bread and he took the cup and he gave it to them. And those beautiful words, those beautiful words that we're about to take in, they are the beginning of our rescue, the perfect ransom in our place, offering forgiveness and wholeness in him. Well, if you have communion cups, you can begin to open those now. If if you need one of those, just raise your hand and Chad or Eric can come by and give you one. Well, let me pray for us. Father, thank you for this table and we pray that you would set it apart from a common use to a sacred and holy one. That you would come and by your spirit meet us and nourish us in our faith through this bread and wine. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, on the night that he was betrayed, after giving thanks to Jesus, he, he took the bread and he broke it, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. For as often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Christ's body was broken to make us whole. Let us eat in faith.
Christ's blood was shed to cover all of our sins. Let's drink in faith. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you that this table brings us to Jesus, our rescuer, our deliverer, the one who brings and gives us freedom and life. May we come and feast and eat and be made whole. In his name we pray, amen. The Shadow of Betrayal, Matthew 26, verses 20 through 25. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes, as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so.
May the love of God the Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Go in peace.